Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Moonfall! Moon. Hey, hi, everybody. Moonfall! <laughs> it's the moon! And it's, it's, it's falling! It's the Somebody moon. tell someone! My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. What are we going to do about the moon? And we just watched Moonfall. I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. Oh... (laughs) Uh, uh, it certainly was a celestial body that fell <laughs> from the sky. Oh, Tom, I've been waiting like over a year for this movie. Yeah, since it was announced. Yeah. And I just want to say right away, if there's like a reverb for my voice in this podcast, it's just, it's temporary. Don't worry about it, everyone. I don't think you're yeah. worried. They're, they're thinking about Moonfall. Mm-hmm. There, honestly, there are bigger fish to fry right now. The moon is falling. The moon is falling. Yeah. <laughs> they can worry about that echo later. Yeah. Listen, spoilers, folks. Spoilers for Moonfall. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna break this wide open. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ruin any surprises that the film Moonfall may have had in store for you. <laughs> We really are. And it does have surprises in store for you. Yeah, there are a um, few surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Uh where do we where do we even begin? I where, kinda just want to go through the plot. Where to even begin? All right. If for somehow I don't you've been living under a moon for the past year and a half and a half. <laughs> I mean uh, we have. Well, we you know. Have. To the just just right underneath the moon, so like it's right. it, it's force of gravity prevents you from hearing things. Um, right. Moonfall is the latest film from Roland Emmerich. He's the director of Independence Day, Godzilla, The Day After Tomorrow, 2012. A lot of a lot of other films, but a lot of a lot of disaster movies. A lot of cheesy Stargate. melodramatic disaster movies. Yeah, Stargate, yes. but Stargate doesn't really uh, align too much. A little, mm-hmm. it does a little bit, but like it didn't fit the disaster template, so I left it out, Dave. That's uh, that's thank, fair. That's fair. Thanks for distracting me. Thanks for throwing this this spike strip. Uh, into the path of my speeding vehicle. Right. I feel like Roland Emmerich has... He's... In in movies, I think he's killed the most people on Earth. Probably. Is that fair to say? Uh, possibly. Probably. I mean, he kills like, the entire like, planet your... in, in a few movies. Yeah, I guess there's other movies where the world explodes too, mm-hmm. so... But, yeah, like 2012, it's like, I don't know, like <laughs> like a couple thousand people are left at the end of that. And and so this one, fucking moon falling into Earth, just like learning that plot like a year ago, I thought, okay, that's good as it is. 
Uh, yeah, we don't need any additional, uh, you know, intrigue or nuance or mythology here. It can just be, I don't know, the moon got old. The moon's tired. Right. The moon's uh, tired or something. For whatever reason. It doesn't need to eat yeah, pollution. I don't know. Bitcoin yeah. is ripping the moon from the sky and sending but, it to the earth. And that's all we needed. But Roland Emmerich and his fellow screenwriters went the extra mile uh, to they, concoct they, some elaborate mythology to explain why the so moon much is more, they, they, Yeah, they, they gave us way more than we needed. <laughs> they really did. Every time something new happened, I said to myself, yep, absolutely. That's what I kept repeating in my head. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't uh, this happen? Yeah. I, I, all right. So I got to say, on Hypecast, mm-hmm. I made a prediction about Moonfall, and I wasn't completely wrong. You were pretty close. I was pretty close. I said that we weren't going to see aliens, and it was, in fact, alien AI uh, that had been left behind. Mm-hmm. I was very close. You were uh, pretty close. You were pretty close. It's actually twofold. Okay, so the premise mm-hmm. of the movie is, is the moon starts falling to the Earth. The moon comes out yes. of its orbit, and it's going to crush the Earth and get ripped apart in the upper atmosphere. It won't actually touch the Earth, but obviously such a thing is so cataclysmic that it will effectively destroy the planet. Um, right. It'll fuck with gravity, fuck with the tides, rip the oxygen from our atmosphere. It it's gonna kill everyone. So it's a moonfall. It's a moonfall. It's a moonfall. it's a, a moonfall sitch. Uh, so they have to put together a ragtag team of astronauts to stop it. Meanwhile, people on the Earth are trying to get by. It's pretty typical Roland Emmerich template uh, where he has a huge cast of characters and then splits them up into camps to do different tasks that are that right. coincide. Um, but the reveal There's here. Like- okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. There's always like the civilian team, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. day after tomorrow had it. They always have the civilian team and the expert team, the people who are experiencing the disaster mm-hmm. on the, on the on the ground. And then the people trying to mitigate the disaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the the reveal here is that the moon is actually what does Samuel Tarley call it? A megastructure. It, it's a spaceship. Yeah. It's a, it was built by aliens, but it turns out that the aliens are actually human beings and that human beings are an, a, a, a super ancient race of starfaring people that were, their world was ending, so they built a bunch of megastructures to send them out to the universe to, to repopulate a suitable planet with the human race so that the race would survive. Uh, right. What it's happened, like the classic film Mission to Mars. Yes. I, I, there yeah. are several moments in this where I'll say, this is real Mission to Marsy. Yeah. Um, what happened to this society was that they became so advanced that their AI operating systems, basically all of their Alexas, uh, joined together uh, to form like a big, scary nanobot tentacle cloud. Yeah, um, they got Skynetted. And it they killed got Terminator them all. Genesis. They got, it, yeah, by like a cloud of shit. Not, yeah. not by like Skynet shooting nukes. It was a, no, a but- sentient cloud of robots killing everyone. Well, if you recall Terminator Genesis, it's nanobots, right? I don't recall Terminator Genesis. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. It. Uh, so yeah, they they get, basically they get terminated. They got skynetted, uh, completely unrelated to this plot. Like they have to explain it at the end via like a three D slideshow via a mission to Mars presentation, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Tom, this movie was perfect. Uh, in some ways, in some ways. <laughs> Look, I will say right. my here's my official takeaway from the film. It's fine. Okay. Um, okay. I think Roland Emmerich is never going to recapture uh, 
Independence Day and watching this movie made me realize how perfectly Independence Day fits together. And part of the reason why this film doesn't do as well, in my opinion, um, is it's all direct. It's all it's all directing based, uh, and it's the fact that the first half of the movie, where we're getting introduced to all the characters, you know, we're we're meeting this this huge cast of characters, and we're sort of positioning them into their uh, appropriate camps so that they'll, you know, we have the the people mitigating the disaster and the people on the ground, just like every Emmerich movie, like you said earlier. Um, yeah. So positioning them into those two groups for the rest of the movie to happen. Uh, it moves. Weirdly, it it drags because it moves too fast. Um, and what I mean I is, was... <laughs> he doesn't let any character moments breathe, which no, is a th- it's, it's which amazing. is a th- yeah, which is a thing he does in Independence Day. Like Independence, it, it still has the same melodrama, uh, the same real archetypal characters. They're all tropes. Um, to the point where there's actually two grizzled divorced parents in this movie. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. it Both Patrick perfect. Wilson and Halle Berry are grizzled divorce divorcees. So this is all this is this is what I mean. Look, it's it's not you're right. It's not going to be a classic, right? Independence Day, it's really hard to recreate that. They, it was also just a powerhouse of actors, you know? And that's nothing against these actors. They're, you know, I love Patrick Wilson. He's perfect. He's perfect for this. But you're He's right. He's perfect is for that, an movie, yeah. Yeah, it's every Emmerich trope mashed together, and they might as well look at the camera during scenes and go, "You get it, you get the gist." Yeah, like, it's you like get it. it's and like, then they move on. Yeah, it's like they're fast forwarding. I, I like it's, yes. it's seriously, <laughs> even though it's the first hour of the movie, like all of the moments, all of this these character moments move by so quickly that we never get it nobody ever in, the movie never endears itself to you the way that independence day does like we don't get the stuff like will smith's relation like he wants to be an astronaut he's got his buddy harry connick jr he's got this relationship with vivica a fox and her son we don't get jeff goldblum who has this relationship with his dad and his ex-wife who now works in the in the Oval Office. We don't get Randy Quaid, his whole situation, his estrangement with his kids and how he's kind of a laughing stock. Like we get all those same tropes and archetypes of characters, but they don't he doesn't let the moments breathe, so they never right. stick. Yeah, there's just too much moon to fall. It's moving too fast, which sounds yeah. insane for a movie that's two hours long and it has an hour of setup, but it, it just it moves too fast. It's like it's on fast forward until we get to the second half of the movie. Um, I do. So I that's agree. my that's it my needed, primary complaint. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It needed a third hour. I would have watched <laughs> this for three hours. I would have watched a three hour Moonfall. Absolutely. Just another uh, Independence Day is what two hours and twenty minutes. Just another twenty minutes in that yeah, first that, half. I honestly, would have done it. Yeah. To let that shit breathe, so that we my actually. Favorite. Yeah. My yeah. favorite of it, character mm-hmm. is Donald Sutherland. Yes. Yes! Yes! He, he is in one scene. He is and in one scene! He's introduced sitting at his desk, loading a gun with a single bullet. Yeah. Halle Berry, he's just in like the NASA basement. He's in he's in a he's in a secret NASA warehouse full of their alien secrets. They never explain who he is. No. He's just He doesn't even get guy. a name. He doesn't. And Holly Berry breaks in for one scene and all she needs is exposition. And yeah. you could have done like videos, but instead he shows up, tells her 
tells her everything, and then just leaves to go presumably blow his brains out. Let me, yeah, okay. And that's this, it. This is what happens. He shows up, gives exposition, and kills himself, and he's done. Yes. Okay. I, I want to emphasize this. I, w- I want to underline this. So what happens is yeah. Halle Berry gets this warehouse. Her ex-husband is a general. I can't stress enough that there are two, there's two grizzled divorced storylines yeah. happening. It's incredible. So fucking good. Like they reveal Patrick Wilson at first where it's like, yeah, he's this, he's like a grizzled disgraced former astronaut. He's a drunk. He's, he's has a strange relationship with his son and his ex-wife. I'm like, yes, perfect. And then they like, do all the stuff. And then yeah. a little bit later, they reveal that Halle Berry is also divorced. And I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> um, it's Roland Emmerich, baby. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, so she gets to the, to the warehouse where her ex-husband sent her to find the answers. And that's where they kept all the information about, like, they, they've known for years that the moon was a spaceship or whatever. So we see, we see in like, uh, as she's getting there, it, it, it's intercut with, uh, Donald Sutherland at his desk, putting together this revolver and loading it with a single bullet. And then she's cuts back to her going through the files. He wheels in from down an absurdly long and dark hallway in this motorized wheelchair. He just wheels in, stops mid amidst the shadows of the hallway. Like he doesn't even wheel all the way to her to deliver right. his exposition. And then when and then he's he'd... when he's done, he says, I have some pressing business on my desk to attend to. Yep. And then he turns around and wheels away down the hallway back and into the darkness. It. And that is it. That is no all we him. see of Donald Sutherland. It's so good. It's like Donald Sutherland was like, I'll do it, but I don't want to stand up. And I just one setup, just one camera setup. It's cl- maybe two. It's clear he was never even in the same room as any of the other actors. So perfect. Like, they clearly picked his stuff up, I don't know, in a couple hours on the yeah. weekend. I, it's baffling, he and do- I love it. I already said it, but I want to say it again. He doesn't even have a name. He just wheels in he just, yeah. to say exposition and then wheels away to blow his head off. And he does. And he does. Oh, my God. Incredible scene. Incredible. It's all the stuff. The audience I was in was laughing. Of course. Not during the action, but just during the dialogue scenes. Everybody was having a fucking great time. It was so much fun. Yeah. Because it was like we all got to get together and see. Like, the beauty is, like, you see all you see it all working itself out. Right. Yeah. into this very dumb conclusion and the the gymnastics they have to take to be like okay we're gonna send these three people into space how do we even do that and it's like we, we have to have a ragtag nasa team we have to have the head of nasa just quit yeah <laughs> remember he that fucks off. He learned, the head of nasa learns the moon is falling he gets up and he calls his family and he just goes i quit <laughs> and leaves Yep. And gives Halle Berry his badge. Basically, and that's how yeah. she gets access no, yeah, to Donald Trump. Not Sutherland. even basically. He literally hands her his badge. Yeah. And he says, here, you're the director of NASA now. Yeah. It's perfect. And then at, by the end, everybody's just fucking off because no one knows what to do. So it's they're like, well, we, we have this space shuttle and there's three of us. You want to go up there? <coughs> it's <coughs> incredible. Me. It's incredible. It's incredible. Another tremendous moment. <sighs> Is when they're all at the shut up, Dave. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. And listen sorry. to what I'm about I'm so to say pumped. to you about Moonfall. Is when they're setting up the the, the space shuttle. 
Um, and but the moon is getting too close, right? So gravity is ripping up. There's a huge gravity wave. They say is about to hit them. It's it's pulling the sea back and up into the air. It's people can float. Um, and so one of the engines on the uh, on the space shuttle gets cracked. So it's fucked. Like the mission's done. Halle Berry yeah. sends everybody home. She cancels the mission and sends everybody at the space station home. We see them all leave. Um, and there's this whole thing about, oh, we don't have a, we suddenly realize that like the, the gravity, the increased gravity of the moon will possibly pull the space shuttle the extra little bit of distance it needs, uh, to clear the atmosphere. Uh, so maybe having one of its engines busted won't be, won't, won't make a difference. Maybe they can still do it, uh, by, with this Hail Mary thing, but the whole crew is gone. She has sent everyone home. So Patrick Wilson's like, how am I supposed to fly the spaceship? I can't do a takeoff by myself. Uh, you know, I can't drive the shuttle by myself. So she, she's like, okay, I'll go with you. I'll be your navigator like we used to. They're, they're old astronaut buddies, which we, we'll get right. to that. There's a prologue where they used to be on the same astronaut team. Uh, yes. And they have, they have Sam Tarley go with them to be their like, math guy. And she has yep. two guys uh, in the control room who will monitor things as they take off. Everybody else has gone home. The ver- and they make a point of it like two or three times. The very next scene, we see an entire team of people <laughs> strapping Patrick in. Wilson into the space shuttle. Right. And it's like, I-, I feel like one of those people is probably more qualified to go up. But it's like they make this they whole, were- whole oh, yeah, to-do about how there's nobody left to do anything. And, that- and then there's, there's yeah, still like a team of six people <laughs> to get them. <laughs> it's like they wrote. It's like they they invented a, a way, they wrote themselves a reason why like only three people would be on this mission, and you know it's like okay, like we accept it, but they couldn't reconcile the fact that three people cannot strap themselves into a space shuttle right. and shut the space shuttle door and get everything ready to go. So they had to just have this crew appear. To they do could it have for had them. the guys at the computer. They could have had the guys at the computer. They do could it have. Too. They could have. Oh, it's perfect. They, yeah. So I want to talk about Patrick Wilson because it's part of, all right, so he's... Evergreen statement, (laughs) evergreen statement. Yes. So it begins with him in space with Halle Berry and they're joking around and he sees this nanobot swarm, which we learn it, it, it goes into the Dyson sphere that is the moon and wraps itself around the star that's powering it. And that's what's causing the moon to fall out of orbit. It's doing it because it wants to kill all humans. So it figures, oh, okay, I just, I'll blow up the moon and Earth and double whammy. Yeah. And it's like, sure, sure, fuck it. Bing, bang, um, boom. The point is he sees it. He, uh, it kills his partner in space. And then Halle Berry gets knocked out. And so he has to land the damn shuttle himself with no power. And so the, the premise is that NASA disgraces him. They cover it up. No one believes him, and he becomes grizzled alcoholic. Right? His <laughs> he's so grizzled and such an alcoholic that he fails his son. He he fails so badly that his son has to go to jail at the beginning. Yep. He like he fails at astronaut that bad because his his son is like I believe in you. It has like a snow globe. He fails him so bad. His son has turned it to crime. Fly, right. It's the, we see his son like looking at a astronaut snow globe uh, as they're packing up because they have to leave Virginia. That's how badly he yeah. fucked up being an astronaut as they have to leave the state of Virginia and go to New yeah. Jersey. Uh, yeah. Flash th- and that this is- sends him to a life of crime. The right. kid's like yeah. I don't want to go to. J- I hate New Jersey. Yeah. It's sure it's, enough. It's 2011. When that happened, when the prologue right. happened, so we flash forward ten years to 2021, 
fr- from this little boy who was like, my dad's an astronaut, and looking at his little NASA snow globe. Flash forward to him getting arrested by the cops on national news <laughs> for right. stealing a car and leading them on a high-speed chase. Right. So, yeah, it's it's perfect because he's, okay, grizzled, it's such, alcoholic, needs such to prove grizzled to divorce energy. And then it turns out he's the best damn pilot they got. And it's like, oh, absolutely. Fuck yeah. So yeah, his wife is remarried. Um, to Michael Pena. To Michael Pena. With two a, daughters. Who owns a car dealership. There's, yep. Uh, Emmerich did this in, um, he does this a lot. Like he likes to split he people up and, and have like, uh, you know, complicated relationships where they don't always get back together, but... Um, so he this likes is to, my favorite he, version. Yeah, he likes to play with that. But like in this movie and in 2012, um, he he splits the main character from their spouse and has them get remarried to a guy who is like combative at first. But as the movie progresses, you're like, oh no, that guy's he's actually not bad. They just don't get along because they don't like each other, you know, for obvious reasons. And this he's yes. actually a good guy. And they eventually the 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 stepdad helps save the day and then just dies horribly and people yep. barely mention him afterwards. Tw- 2012 does it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the ultimate it's like you know you fucked up in a in in, in a fucking Roland Emmerich film when he's like I'm going to fucking widow you. You're going to get widowed. <laughs> and that's what happens. Uh it's it's oh and yeah at the end it's just like where is he and she just kind of shakes her head. She shakes her like, head. Oh, that's a shame. And then they move on. And then they move on. It's that's so the perfect. only time they mention dead Michael Pena. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, it's one st- it's it's one step better than 2012. They do not mention the dead stepdad. If right. I if I remember correctly, they they do not mention him again after he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's perfect. It's so funny because so they have this family separation where it's like they had the two daughters, which I believe was Michael Pena's, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so there's two sides of the family, right? There's like the the brother that was um, Patrick there's the, Wilson. There's the son that Patrick Wilson and his ex-wife share. And then she has two daughters with Michael Pena. And it's just this moment at the end when they're all, sta- you know, very, again, very independent. Day, they're all just standing there outside looking at the what's left of the moon. Uh, and there's just on that side, it's like, mm, me and my son, we love each other. And they're like, yeah, we did it. And the other side's like, you're orphaned and you're, yeah, <laughs> you're it's, a widow. Yeah, it's, That's it's, what you get for divorcing patrick wilson yeah. that's what you fucking get it, it cuts your from, family's ruined it's 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 patrick wilson and halle berry uh, halle berry yeah. with her son reunited with her son patrick wilson reunited with his son and they're smiling they're like we did it and they're looking at each other being like we make a pretty good team don't we yeah. and then it cuts over to patrick wilson's ex-wife and her two daughters who are just grieving incredible and that's the last incredible that's, one, that's the last image like yeah. that's the last time we see them it's great ah. it's everything it's everything it's it's so it's so aggressively roland emmerich uh and like i don't know this style i i don't know what the i don't know what the kids think of roland emmerich right because this is very much of our generation is like we yeah. grew up with the good stuff right the pure the good shit and then we've been sort of, yeah, this is very like, it's so Roland Emmerich that it's not as good because he's injecting so many tropes, right? Uh, we haven't even talked about the highwaymen that like the moon's falling. So like the B team, I love right? these fucking guys. Yeah. 
The B team is okay. So the B team is all the children of the uh, all the children of the um, the astronauts and the experts and stuff, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's Patrick Wilson's kid. It's Halle Berry's kid. Her Chinese exchange student who is living with her. That character right. is is fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and so they're, and they're all they're together. Driving, yeah, they're all together. Yeah, they're driving to Colorado to go like meet up. With Halle Berry's ex, who's who's like big, he's a gen- top military. He's a guy. general, so they're driving across the country to to like Colorado, I think, to get in some bunker that yeah. he's he's oh. with with all the other military brass. And his bunker adventure, we have to talk about that as well. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, so the moon is falling. They're in the middle of fucking nowhere, like they're in the snowy mountains, uh, and there's just highwaymen. Like, there's just a stopped car, and these guys were like, we need help. Yeah. And then they hold them up and steal their car and leave. Lord knows why they need the car, because it, their car also works. Yeah. Like, they take all the vehicles. So it's like, why were they even out there doing that? I don't know, because uh, they're maniacs, I guess. Yeah, they are. And then they spend a lot of the B story having to deal with these guys. And again, it's one of those like, yes, absolutely moments where it's like moons falling. Everything's like the gravity is fucking up. Things are flying in the air. Also, there's a high speed car chase and gunfight. Why? Cause it's fucking because moon it fall. fucking rules. There's yeah. a moment. So, Oh my gosh. So they're in this, this high speed gunfight with these highwaymen. Um, the the road separates in front of them because the moon is so close that it's just it's destroying gravity that's just ripping things up into the air so they make yeah. this sick ass moonfall jump with the help of the moon's gravity and they clear it in their car and the and the highwaymen try to jump it and they don't and they smash into the side of the of the of the upraised highway and just explode as as the moon is ripping shit up around it and i just mm, i like stood up in my seat in the movie theater. it's perfect it's perfect like, yes <laughs> it's so it's so fucking weird it's incredible uh, i love it i love it because yeah why not that's why the not thing about why not give us is- highway there would be some crazed highway men who are just like finally it's the end of the world i'm gonna go nuts there would right. be people like that right i don't know why they would be there i don't care the i'm so glad that they're there but it's it's definitely what i love about emmerich's sensibilities is that he looks at the scene and he goes well why not add more can we add more? Can we cram Can more, we add more Can we add a little bit more? That was yeah. one it related. It's, it's, this all is um, contained within my uh, complaint about the film that I lodged earlier. Uh, this is sort of part of it. Weirdly, uh, and I wonder if you got this sense too, like the disaster elements are weirdly muted for like the first half. Like it's we sort, don't see much like global disaster. Right, in this. it's it's sort of yada yadas over it. We're just told that there's been a lot of disaster and the world's in a state of chaos, and then we start right. to see it on the ground. So it's it was whereas in Independence Day, for instance, like he showed us the aliens blowing up the White House, blowing up Los Angeles. Uh, he yeah. showed us all that stuff. It's like this movie kind of yada yadas over that, where we just see the aftermath of it, which is it, weird. Yeah, it's definitely the weirdest part of this movie i actually didn't mind it only because this day and age it's just like i i don't know i've seen it i've seen it a million times so like it shows enough it has one tidal wave sequence Mm -hmm. uh which that has some nice practical effects of the water with patrick wilson uh but it's kind of it's kind of late hotel it's kind of late though you know what i mean like 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's like the disasters have already happened. We're just seeing like another tidal wave happen. Yeah. It's so strange. It, it is very, it's a very strange move. For a, dis- for, he, a, for a Roland Emmerich disaster movie. Yeah. And yet he crams so much in it. He does, like, th- yeah. This is also, honestly, this is also part of his problem is that when you go back and look at Independence Day, they don't cram too much in it. Uh, you know, like they, they actually do keep it fairly simple, right? Um, like it's, it's, there's still a lot. There's still a lot. I guess what I, what I mean is that like when Will Smith is going in the desert, right. And he's dragging the body, he doesn't get stopped by high women. Like there's no like non sequitur, like, and now this, you know what I mean? Like it's all kind of driven around the aliens and stuff. In fact, one of a cut, a cut scene from Independence Day was the Randy Quaid where they originally had him fly in with his crop duster Mm -hmm. and they cut that out. And like, that's, that's an example of him showing restraint, right? Yeah. Of being like, ah, we don't need this. Just have him be a pilot, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I actually think that's, it's both what I love about these new ones. And I think it's just because I watch these with a lot more nihilism, you know, where it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting a a well-crafted film. No, I just not. I came here to smooch the darkness and giggle about it. Yeah. I would say what it comes down to is Emmerich is now kind of parodying himself. A little, a little bit. I wouldn't say that this, this movie still takes itself seriously, which is why the melodrama works. Yeah. And it's why the moon, the moon, why the film works for me is yeah. that there is no camera winking. No. There's no, it's, it reminds, it, you know what it reminds me of is like an old, like fifties Godzilla or whatever, you know, like where it's out of its mind mm-hmm. and everybody's dead serious. Yeah. And that's, that is the charm mm-hmm. of Emmerich. And he's like the only person who makes those movies anymore or yeah. like makes them this well. So like, I hope people still enjoy them for that reason. You know, yeah. like he must know his stuff he is has, campy as shit. Yeah. I think he's aware of it. Um, everything I've read, uh, every interview I've read with him, he's a lot more thoughtful of a filmmaker than people might expect. Um, I think I, <laughs> I think, actually, uh, go ahead. Oh no, I actually noticed there is some filmmaking in this. Like there's deliberate, like he's not just throwing out shots. Like the Patrick Wilson scene after they, um, after the prologue, mm-hmm. um, it's this self-contained scene that's before the 11 years re- later, right? To show his life is falling apart. Yeah. And did you notice that that sequence begins with doors opening? Uh, on, like the, it's darkness and doors open and reveal the house. Mm-hmm. And it ends with the kid packing and the doors cl- and the thing closing on the camera. So like that's a deliberate idea. A visual yeah. idea of like just having the self-contained scene, and it's like the doors are open, and now psh, his life is is everything shut on him. And so, like, I didn't yeah. notice anything else because I was too busy watching the fucking moonfall. But like, it's not like yeah, he's a thoughtful director. Like that doesn't mean he's perfect. That doesn't mean he's making amazing work necessarily. No, but, like he knows how to make a movie. There's there's intent behind uh, most yeah. of the things he does for sure. Um. And yeah, I was going to say that I think he must be aware of it, but he's not, he's resisting uh, self-parody. Like he's both, I think he's aware well, of, of what he is and like kind of like how his mo- movies are sort of uh, memed, but he's not uh, going into full-on self-parody. I think, uh, so yeah, I, I, what I mean by self-parody is that 
he knows that every new movie has to get more ridiculous. And it's like everybody in the movie, he knows all the actors, everything has to be very serious when they deliver their lines. But like, I imagine people know, like, when they say lines about like they're gonna they're gonna attack the moon, mm-hmm. the U.S. is like they must yell "cut" and everybody must laugh. Like that just must happen, right? Like Halle Berry saying those lines uh, with Roland Emmerich there, they must all know this is so stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't see and, how you and couldn't. I, no, I don't see how you couldn't. And I think it's just he this wanting like to cram as much in is the parody part where it's like let's make it. Uh, let's we we have to make it wilder and wilder every single time. Every new movie has to do something where it's like I can't fucking believe it. Because otherwise, what are we doing? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least with these movies, I would say like stuff like White House Down, smaller scale movies. He still does wild shit in that. Yeah, but those can be a little more focused, I guess. Well, your expectations are different for those kinds of movies. Yeah, I'm, this is I'm like, not when like the White House down, I'm going in with an entirely different set of expectations than I am for Moonfall. Right. And I do think people's expectations for this and what they might be more disappointed about is I think they thought, "Oh, he's going to make the biggest of disasters." But he kind of already did that with 2012. Like you can't really like he kills the entire world except for a handful of people in he, that movie. I mean, he also kills them all in the day after tomorrow, right? Doesn't yeah. most of well, the world only, die in that movie? Only the top half. No, only the top half. Oh, okay. That's what happens is we actually, in a, an ironic twist, as they point out in the movie, we have to flee to Mexico in that. Hmm. And Mexico doesn't want us because mm. we suck. That's true. We do. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, it's just the, the northern hemisphere in that gets day after tomorrow. It's he, he always finds ways to have that injecting of hope, which is why I think 2012 is his most devastating one. I think that's kind of why he yada yada is the destruction in this, because it's almost like, well, if you if the moon came as close as it does in this movie, there's just no one left. Yeah, you would just die. Everybody would die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just like you have to just not show it, because if you show it, what you're showing is everybody die. Uh, and so they wanted like, they always want that little ray of hope, uh, which is, I don't know. That was my biggest disappointment with 2012. I just wanted him to kill everybody. Cause I thought that would have been really funny. He just about does. He just about does. Yeah. It's a couple of people on a few arcs in the ocean. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then they get, they, they have a line at the end where they're like, we found some land and they're like, yay, we're going to go to that land. And then the movie ends. Mm. it's like yeah everybody's dead we're gonna yeah, fuck 2012 yeah this um hope the okay. moon doesn't fall on us yeah. <laughs> oh my god so yeah so <clears throat> patrick wilson is the best damn pilot they got because as we learn the nanobots attack anything that's both electronic and organic in that something with power that also has humans in it uh yeah that's i guess the rule yeah of this thing it seems to be slightly more complicated electronics because they can use flashlights and stuff and that doesn't bother it but it's when they turn right. on like systems to be honest it doesn't make sense not really uh, it, i mean it kind of yeah. does the way they explain it i was like okay it makes enough sense for like my suspension of disbelief they're like oh well the ai is targeting because it's going after people it's it's going after like elect- electronics where organic life is present yeah, and I think it's yeah, it's a complex 
it's just funny because at like after it like goes after the shuttle they're just like we're gonna take the rover the lander in and that's just like they just have all the electronics on <laughs> pretty much yeah them. yeah they're just kind of <laughs> flying like, around in there yeah and it's like okay i mean whatever yeah sure i mean uh, it's 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 the nasa crew appearing out of nowhere to strap them in <laughs> it's just like all right yeah it's like fucking fine but whatever going they don't dwell on stuff like getting to the moon and coming back no because luckily the moon's closer they get there pretty fast yeah yeah it's it's um it's true it's right there it's just right it's right there when they fucking leave the moon it's like it's like the futurama mars episode like they just sort of just like get tossed from the moon to the earth they literally parachute out like they parachute yeah. out of the moon and because the moon has fallen, Dave, um, it's so close right. that they just right, they float down to the earth from the moon and the, <laughs> as the moon returns to orbit. Right where their kids are. Right where their kids are. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. They just, they might as well have landed right in front of them. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, yeah, yes. It's, oh, it's so good. And then... um. God, we haven't talked about the sacrifice, the self-sacrifice, which I found. So this is. Yeah. So we talked about Patrick Wilson's character. See, br- briefly, they touch on he blames himself for his friend's death, which even though no idea why no, he blames nobody himself. would No, Like, what could he have done? A fucking He's, alien swarm of, of demon electronics came out of the depths of space and destroyed the entire <laughs> mission. Like what? What could you have done? What amount of training, what amount of management classes would have uh, assisted you in saving your fellow astronaut from that cloud? It's like there's nothing shit, you can do. He's literally just like, yeah, my friend was killed by nanobots in space. And it's my I fault. I myself. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what were you going to do? Um, and so, yeah, so Grizzled Alcoholic uh, got to win back his son. Uh, he bails his son out of jail to save the earth that's like the exchange um so that's his storyline and then we have we we kind of covered Halle Berry's I would I gotta talk about her husband who her husband they're about to nuke the moon beautiful maniac beautiful yep. maniac they're about to nuke the moon there's the like, government they're so the government is such a trope that they just yes. decide to to shoot nukes at the moon um waiting until it enters our atmosphere and then they're just gonna pepper it with nukes it's like guys that's not that what is that gonna do that's not gonna do anything that's not gonna do anything we're all still dead like even if you do blow up the moon it's it's here now yeah it's gonna scatter on the earth yeah we're all dead anyway it's it's, yeah it's like there was arguing back and forth in independence day but it has been reduced to such a trope that they're just like well we're the military we're gonna shoot nukes at it like everybody just accepts it as a foregone conclusion yeah it's fascinating they they don't Right, and Independence Day at least makes a little sense because it's like, yeah, they're alien spaceships, and we've tried, and we've tried literally everything. So yeah, you know, this they're just like we're gonna nuke the moon yep. as it comes towards nuke us. the moon, and so they have to do the two keys thing. Yeah, and Halle Berry's ex husband is one of the key guys, and the other general who's just very general. Yeah. Uh, turns his key and he does it and he goes no i have faith in my ex-wife which everybody in that room someone should shoot him in the head yeah like the moment he's like no 
I think my ex-wife is going to save us. I would like I, nuking the moon. Not a good idea either, but there's right. no good ideas. I, here. Right. I was so this scene where he holds the whole war room gunpoint and he's like, no, I'm not going to send those nukes because my ex-wife is up there and she's going to save us. Like I expected surely here will be the time that somebody points out shooting nukes won't help anyway. Like shooting nukes right. is just the only reason to do it is mutually assured destruction. Maybe we'll also get whatever fuckers are inside the moon killing us because we're dead right. either way. But it's, yeah. But so no, he nobody says anything gunpoint. about it. It's just, no, yep. my wife is up there. We got to give him a time. He holds him at gunpoint for like 10, 15 minutes. A I want to say. A super long time. Until, <laughs> so he's standing closer to the door. Everybody else is in the main room. We never follow up on this, but I'm pretty sure everybody dies but him. Because yeah. like they, so a comet or a piece of the moon crashes into the base and they show him still holding his gun in the room full of generals and they just get demolished. Yeah, it, debris <laughs> rains down and he's cut off. Yeah. Again, it's the Emmerich punishment where it's like, these are bad people. We're not going to have the hero do anything bad to them. Just life will do something bad to yeah, them. Yeah, the universe Michael will. Michael Pena will suffocate. Because for some reason it didn't occur to him that him and his daughter could alternate the oxygen take. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like she runs out of oxygen. His daughter runs out of oxygen. So he gives, he gives her his oxygen tank and just stays there to die. And it's like, you guys can pass that back and forth. Yeah. Like there's no reason you can't do that. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's very silly. It's very silly. <laughs> Uh, we haven't, but uh, speaking of self sacrifices, so uh, what's his name? Sam Tarley. Sam Tarley. Thank I don't, you. I don't remember the actor's name. Um, what is the actor's name? I want to say. Know. I want to say it's John Bradley. Let me look sure. that up. But anyway, you you talk. He you t- so they they give him a plot where he's taking pills all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I I not sure what why that mattered. But it, I, I guess it fleshes out the character. It's just it gives to show him something to do. He's it's just to show he's a very anxious person. Yeah, and he's never thought he was going to go to space, and so he gets to go to space because they just have no one else. And they go up there. They uh, yeah, Patrick Wilson gets like kidnapped by the aliens when they crash. He gets mission to Mars. Uh, yeah, he gets mission to Mars. Uh, he's in this like uh, all white room that explains everything. Halle Berry. And and uh, did you find out his name? His name is indeed John Bradley. And John Bradley, they uh, they go to find Patrick Wilson, and like the doors close on their busted spaceship, and you hear just like sounds. And what we learn is that it's re- the computer is reconstructing the spaceship. Yeah. And so they they're given a better EMP, and they're like, listen, the, basically the aliens tell Patrick Wilson like, you're on a suicide mission. Uh, we got you got to fucking EMP this thing for the good of humanity. Yeah. It explains everything. So the, when they're flying out of the hole, out of the moon, Patrick Wilson's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay behind on the rover to detach from the lander with the EMP." And then just fucking t- Tully's just like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it," and he just does it. Yeah, he just does it. Uh, and it, it, like, I don't know. I, I it's very funny to me because the arc is like he says, like, "You didn't let your friend die." through the glass uh but it doesn't like yeah they do nothing the, leading they do up the, to this point they do the search for spock death like they they, they even yeah. they even touch hands through the glass yeah they randy quaid him though because randy quaid is also the same where they pre- they present an imperfect character 
Like Randy Quaid's an alcoholic, but he has like two kids. Like he had a lot to live for. And then they just have him go, ah, fuck it, and kill he himself. Has, he has three kids, Dave. Three kids. Yeah, who need him? Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, it's just, ah, fuck it. <laughs> no other choice. It's the same thing where it felt like he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, the, I'm like the chubby one. I'll die. Well, like that was it. It was just him like, yeah, I'm going to, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, but they, he, show, they show us that he's got, his mom has Alzheimer's and is in a nursing home. So he has like somebody who depends on him as well, like like Randy right? Quaid did. So, but he decides to jump on that grenade. His his reasoning- Because I guess he has anxiety? I don't know. His re- I don't know well, why. Well, he says his reasoning is because the computer sh- told Patrick Wilson all those things. And he's oh, like, right. you're the only person who knows everything that the moon told you so you got to go back right. and tell them all that stuff i'll get blown up right um, but he doesn't quite get blown well, up now, he, does he? he does but the computer inside the moon uh it's the last scene last scene in the last movie. scene in the movie uh he reappears in this white psych in this white space and it's because the computer has uh copied and uploaded his his uh consciousness so he is now part yep. of the singularity uh inside this moon um, and the moon's AI is like, okay, it's time to get to work. And then credits. Yep. Get ready He's for the like, Moonfall franchise. God, I fucking hope so. Um, it, uh, it, it did dismally this weekend. I don't know. It, I, need we'll, a, I need Moonfall too, Tom. We'll, I need it. We'll see how well it does uh, internationally, but I don't, I don't think our hopes yeah, are we'll, going to be too high for Moonfall 2. Well, Roland Emick, if you're listening, let me know how much money you need. I'll see what we'll I can do. We'll cut you a check. I don't we'll have cut much. you a yeah. check. Yeah, we'll we'll invest. We'll invest some we'll of invest. the of the of the gamefully unemployed bucks into Moonfall <laughs> 2. <laughs> we don't have much. We to don't invest. have much at all. It'll be very low budget. <laughs> yeah, it will be extremely low budget. <laughs> it's going to have to take place in our apartments. Yes. Uh, but uh, I want it. I want it. We can put a bunch of laptops around so it looks real sciency. Yeah, exactly. Uh, most of them won't work. It'll be like a Neil mm-hmm. Breen film. It'll be like a Neil Breen film, but like, come on, that'd be great. Yeah. Holy shit. Moonfall. I feel it'll like, be we, like a Neil, I feel like... Uh, it'll be like a Neil Breen film with Patrick Wilson in it, and I really want to see yeah. that. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. There's so much more film. I'm like I mean, sitting here searching my it's... brain like, what did I miss? It's Moonfall. There's honestly it's the film of the moonfall. year. It's the There's film too event much. of the year. There's too much. There's too, There's much, too much. To be honest, we haven't it's, talked about the it's, the, I'll, the I'll guy say, the, the, the 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 pothead who's right. Yeah, <laughs> who like guesses who's, who's that, right about them having gardens inside the moon. Mm-hmm. We could have done a whole podcast. An, 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 an Elysium sitch inside yep. that moon. Yeah, we could yeah, do a whole light yeah. Elysium. We could do a whole we could do a whole podcast on Donald Sutherland. We could, yeah, we could really, Just we could really uh, uh, mine that for for all of all all of the the precious metals it's worth. Um, but just go watch it. Just go watch Moonfall. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no re like. Okay, so the only thing I would say, and I didn't personally miss this. It got bad reviews because fucking, of course, it did. It would yeah. be weird if it got good reviews. Um, that's not why we watch Moonfall. The no. one thing I'll say that some people might be disappointed about is what we already touched upon, which is that there's not that much worldwide city destruction. They no, just don't do really it isn't. in this one. Yeah. And so I think that threw a lot of people off. I do think that's going to weird people out. And the, uh, first, the first half drags um, for all the reasons that I explained earlier. Yeah. Uh, personally, I literally had a smile on my face the entire movie. 
the entire movie uh like once i realized what this was because what it, i think what it comes down to is if if you if you get off on like stuff like you know geostorm uh stuff that's just filled with clichés mm-hmm. that is just this like you you have to like the cheese of this right and, and it's it's yeah. you have to like what you need to like is the scenes between the destruction for Roland Emmerich, which I personally like. Because what Roland Emmerich loves to do is he's just, he gets a bunch of actors and he goes, okay, you're this stereotype. You're that stereotype. You're this stereotype. Everybody knows what you are. We're going to explain what you are in 30 seconds. Right? Oh, less because than that's that. Just, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, less than that. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's, uh, Roland Emmerich to me is the not mean Michael Bay. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't like Michael Bay because he's mean. He's he's often very he's, you know he's, racist his movie, or his, homophobic. His movies are generally mean spirited. Yes. Yeah, it, but it's the same principle. It's the same storytelling principle, which is like don't think about it too hard. And it's some. It's sometimes impressive to see that those gymnastics. Yeah. Or to see the boldness of how blatantly bad the storytelling is. For example. Like there's, I can't fucking believe Donald Sutherland in this. I can't yeah, fucking believe it's that. It's great. That is, it's 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 Oscar yeah. worthy. They need to invent a category for that. That is, yeah, that is the it's boldest incredible. exposition and use of an actor. He's basically Woody Harrelson character in 2012. Woody Harrelson had more consequences and scenes. Say, yeah. yeah. Except they again, they it's like they might as well look at the camera and go, "You get it." Like, he's the exposition guy who's kind of wacky, and then he dies. But in this case, he just shows up in one scene and then blows his brains out. Yeah. Wheels, wheels away to go blow his head off. We don't, even, we, we don't even see it or hear it. We just know the that that's what he's going to go to. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so fucking, it's such a blunt it's a, force instrument. It's a triumph. It really is. Yeah. It's like... So there's another movie coming out this weekend, which I'm excited for. This is like the weekend of the summer, even though it's not summer. Jackass, the new Jackass. Yeah. It's almost the same principle of how they handle comedy, which is like put a man in front of a bull. And that's funny. And it is. It is. It's funny. It is undeniably funny. Yeah. It's the same with Roland Emmerich and Exposition, which is like, I'm just, it's just a fucking bulldozer. Just like plowing through. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. It's not going to stop. Doesn't matter if it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. I love that they fucking wrote a shuttle that says fuck the moon on the side. Yep. Incredible. It's just incredible. Perfect fun. choices being made throughout, yeah. throughout, throughout. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's moonfall. You're, just fucking watch it or don't. I don't care. But, but yeah, it, be, be joyful and watch moonfall. You're yeah, you're totally right that the first half drags. Yeah, um, it just didn't matter to me. No, it's cer- uh, it was, certainly not when when the second half starts. You're like, now, nah, yeah, this is the real shit. Like this, right? <laughs> yeah. And the explanation, oh god, it's so good. It's just so it's so mm, good. Mm, varsity gibberish. Yes, varsity gibberish. Mm-hmm. Love this. It. Is this is skilled expert gibberish? Mm-hmm. Um, it's such broken storytelling but broken in a fascinating and skilled way right it's it's because he he knows the tropes it he he knows like the same five tropes yeah and he uses them yep 
Like you said, he's got two t- gristled, divorced characters. <laughs> the moment they showed him, Patrick Wilson working on a car, drinking beers, riding his motorcycle, and he's just like grizzled, yeah. disgraced astronaut. Yeah. What a character. What Reveal what his, is- his shitty caveman son. Did you notice his, his son looks like a caveman? He does. He does. This is fucking Cro-Magnon teen. He looks like, he, he kind of looked like uh, the Beast after, when he becomes a human. Yeah, like Nicholas the Holt. Beauty the Beast. Um, oh, no, 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 from no, the, the movie, the from the, car- the, 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 the beast, cartoon. The Beauty the Beast, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, the moment that happened where they're like, <laughs> turn to channel six, and there's a car chase, and she's like, it's your son. And I was like, oh, my God, he failed his son into crime. He's uh, such a bad astronaut. That's that his son turned the to crime. worst astronaut. Oh, he sucks at being an astronaut. How are you that bad He's... at space? You're so bad at space that your son is on the news stealing a car. He's getting evicted yeah. by the oh, like by the stereotype landlord too. Yeah, the landlord, yeah. His, oh. his landlord might as well have been Mr. Shikadance from Ace yes. Ventura. It's just oh. it's just landlord character. It's so Emmerich. Mis- Mr. The- Ditkovich from the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> right. It's, oh man, because he's still, this This is the other thing. All right, well, before, we're, we're near the end here, but like, he still knows that he needs character arcs. Yeah. That he knows that it's about characters. He just doesn't have the time. So like, I, I think that's why I respect it too, is that he knows that movies are about people. Yeah. He never forgets that. So there's still always a character arc there's still always attempt at having uh, like a human element to this spectacle and i think a lot of spectacle films forget that they make characters who are just there to like go to the next scene you know what i mean yes i do yeah and so he knows that he needs to get good actors give them things you know like uh like ooh, this one has anxiety and he's having pills uh like you you, you got to give them all like a bit you know this guy's grizzled in divorce he's trying to get his son back uh or win his son's love i mean it, it, like even those devices are there and so like it's yes that's rock bottom storytelling but he never forgets it yeah and it's always a delight to watch how he spins these plates yeah uh yeah yeah, he does it a little too quick. Like I said, he does it a little too quickly. Yeah. Doesn't let any of these moments breathe, so the characters really stick with you. But he still right. does the bare minimum here, and it's uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but then, but then you have a movie like, like so. Since that part's fine, he knows. Let's have a a gunfight, car chase in this. Do we need it? No. Let's give them everything we possibly fucking can. Well, I mean, I, the answer to do we need a gunfight car chase is yes, always. Always, yeah. It's never no. Yeah, so it's, that's the thing is it's not boring. Uh, it's always ridiculous. And it always manages to make me like surprised that they would have the fucking boldness to add that thing in. And so, I don't know. It's, it's so much fun. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did the uh, moon fall? It did. Well, then, yeah. mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. This is why I like Independence Day Resurgence because never would have guessed that uh, that the way it boy, would end. Boy, that, that movie s- ends in a yeah <laughs> school bus chase. It's just like what the fuck? With Judd Hirsch and a bus full Judd, of teens. 
Judd Hirsch being chased by a giant alien in a bus full of teens. Yeah. It's like, how did we get here? I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We're here now. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's it's all the wrong instincts, which is it's top down, right? It's it's okay, we wanna have this scene. Uh but but so we have to make everything get to that point and it's always gonna be dumb but the scene is so wild and so weird that it's worth it to me the, i don't know it, it's i love it yeah i'd agree with that Tom. yeah yeah i know i understand okay. dave i know i know you love it yeah. <laughs> uh, i know it's important to it? you yeah i think so i think okay. that i think that's all set holy moly go see moonfall folks yeah go watch moonfall yeah yeah you freaks yeah also uh, tell them some stuff dave i was gonna say also check out our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go there you find exclusive podcasts for five dollars a month you get access to tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder is a maniac star trek the next the next futurama and Spielboys. those are all on there for just five dollars a month for a little more ten dollars you can watch movies with us every friday night you better believe We'll watch this the, moon, the moment it comes on streaming. So, yes. you know, look uh, forward uh, to that. Roland Emmerich is no stranger to our movie nights. Um, yes. We also have a store. Uh, head over to GameFlanEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Uh, so check that out before check the out. moon falls on your fucking house. Moon It's falling. Fall. The moon. <laughs> Not it's the fun. moon!